Welcome to Life on Pause, a podcast defining the experience of being a young adult with cancer. Each episode, we explore issues impacting young adults in and after treatment. Like what you hear? Have something to add? Come join us for next month's recording, the third Tuesday at 6 p.m. Today's episode on Life on Pause is part one of our two-part series featuring recordings from the 2022 Survivorship Day event. Each year, the Penn State Children's Hospital hosts Survivorship Day as its annual commemoration of National Cancer Survivor Month in June and to honor recent graduates. Survivorship Day is an important occasion intended not only to honor cancer survivors, but also to share personal stories and valuable information about the cancer experience. This event features a graduation ceremony for graduates, games, and live music. It also gives guests the opportunity to participate in live podcast recordings, where families and young adults could discuss different aspects of the cancer experience. I attended Survivorship Day 2022 along with my family, where we were given the opportunity to speak with other survivors about topics surrounding our diagnosis, treatment, and cancer journeys. The following is a recording of one of the many impactful conversations from the event. I'm Elizabeth Zachary and I'm 18. I graduated from Hershey High School and in the fall, I'll be going to Fairfield University to study nursing and I finished treatment this summer for Hodgkin's lymphoma. With us today are my parents and Timmy Ward, and I'll go ahead and let them introduce themselves. I am Timmy Ward. Um, I go to Rutgers University in my junior year of high school. I also had Hodgkin's lymphoma, and um, I'm three years out. Hi, I'm Kim Zachary, mother of Elizabeth Zachary, um, and I too had Hodgkin's lymphoma back when I was 24, and then again um, when I was 28, and I have been cancer-free now for almost 30 years. <laughs> and I'm Chris Zachary, I'm Elizabeth's dad and Kim's husband, and I've had to deal with them all these years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we're getting a little feisty on this podcast today. <laughs> Everyone's cancer journey is like really different, like whether you're a parent, a patient or whatever. So I would love if you guys could just share like your own personal journey, like what were you feeling going through it or being a parent? When I first started, like the way I found it was I was feeling lumps. I felt a swollen lymph node and didn't really think much of it. Just thought I was sick or something and doctors told me I was okay. So, like, in my head, I was like, all right, I'm fine. And at the time, I was playing football, so I was just cool with playing football and being happy. That's what made me happy. And then I just started feeling kind of tired, and I would have, like, headaches and stuff like that. And so then once I was diagnosed, just like any other kid or person who gets diagnosed, like, I didn't know, like, what the next day was going to bring. For young adults in treatment, having a support system can play a significant role in their cancer journey. Timmy found support during his cancer treatment experience in not just his family, but his community. My biggest, like, what always helped me get through my days were my family. I'm really close with my family. My hometown, they always supported me through everything. So then I went through three months of chemo, 
and luckily everything shrunk the way it was supposed to. Everything was um, gone after that, so then I got, after my last scan, I was um, good to go, didn't have to do anything else. But throughout the whole process, I was just, it happened all so fast, and it was three months. It also felt like it was a lifetime of just crazy, but it was just so quick and a short time period that I really couldn't, didn't have time to take it all in. It was just a big traumatic life experience, I guess. As I attended Survivorship Day with my family, I wanted to shed light upon the experience of having cancer, as well as the caregiver experience as someone providing help to a loved one with a diagnosis. My mother was a unique example of someone who experienced both perspectives as a cancer patient herself and as a caregiver to myself throughout my cancer journey. So I can speak as a parent and as a patient. Um, So when I was first diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, I noticed that there was an enlarged lymph node above my clavicle, which until proven otherwise is considered abnormal. So um, I had a biopsy and I had radiation therapy. And um, four years subsequently, it came back again and then I had chemotherapy. And... Um, Chemo was difficult to go through, but again, as um, Jimmy was saying, family got me through it, friends, um, the people that I worked with. I can't imagine not having so much support. And as a parent, I can speak to what has helped my daughter through, I think, is her family. We're all very close. She has two brothers who have been there and been supportive. School has been beyond wonderful. She has a teacher who has sent a card that students have made every day since her treatment started in February, and I think it has meant the world to her. All of her family, all of her friends, um, that's what helps you to get through. Even if you haven't experienced cancer and its treatment yourself, doesn't mean that you can't provide valuable support. My dad is one of a large number of attendees at Survivorship Day who have not had cancer and instead have acted as supportive caregivers to a person with cancer. The event caters to these individuals, even hosting caregiver support groups where caregivers can communicate and share information regarding their experiences. Here, my dad speaks on his multiple experiences caring for family members with cancer. So I fortunately have never had cancer, but I've had to deal with it. (laughs) On a few different levels, a few times. This is the third go-around, um, twice as a husband and once as a, a parent. Equally hard, probably a little harder as a, a parent than, than a spouse. Although when Kim was diagnosed, um, we were not married yet, but uh, when she relapsed, we were had been married for a couple of years. I guess from a parental outsider, the one thing I would say is just take any symptoms you have seriously because you just never know. I mean... Um, when Kim first started having symptoms, I was really scared. <laughs> and she didn't want to pursue it initially. I told her I wouldn't talk to her until she got it checked out because I was concerned when she told me how to the lift know that it, it's probably something that she has to get dealt with. It was very serious. She did get some help and initially they didn't think much of it, but I told her she had to continue to pursue it till we knew for sure it wasn't anything and it turned out it was Hodgkin's. And she went through the splenectomine radiation therapy, which unfortunately wasn't the cure for her, and relapsed a few years later. And again, she had symptoms, lymph nodes, itching, swelling, and people were like, oh, it's just, you know, skin rash, it's scabies, it's this, it's the other thing. And 
were like, you need to get it checked out and you need to know. And then, unfortunately, she found out that she had it in her abdomen, but went through really good uh, treatment down at University of Pennsylvania, where we live in Philadelphia. So I'd say the most important thing is get it checked out, make sure that you, you, you figure out what your options are, what you can do, how to get your best self best treated. And it was a, a kick in the head when, just a few months ago, Kim noticed that Elizabeth had swelling above her clavicle, and she she actually told me, and I said, "You're crazy, you know. Don't don't worry about it." I mean, I guess I just took the same stance I told people not to take. But I was like, I didn't want to believe it, so she said, "Just feel it," and I was like, "My goodness, it really is a swollen lymph node here," and had, you know, very high suspicion that's what it was. Although we 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 again we went through the process of maybe it's something else, maybe it's nothing, maybe it's a reaction from the COVID vaccine to. In the heart of hearts, knowing it probably really was, you know, lymphoma. Going through cancer treatment is never easy, and the toll it takes on survivors is often more than physical. According to the National Cancer Institute, one in three people with cancer experience mental or emotional distress. Throughout my cancer journey, I was fortunate enough to have a support system of parents who were dedicated not only to my physical health, but to reminding me to prioritize my mental health as well. Once you, once you kind of know there's something going on, get it checked out and just take it head on. And then both Kim and Elizabeth have done a tremendous job with that. It's not an easy process, but it, just the way they fought through it, it it's tremendous. So I, I give them all the credit. The support is important, but being focused and mentally tough is, is important. And keeping keeping your life as, as sane as it can be. I, <laughs> I have to talk about Elizabeth one more time, is that when we finally came to the conclusion after the biopsy that we knew it was Hodgkin's lymphoma and she needed to go through treatment, she went through her schedule as to when her musical play at school was, when her dance recital was, when her graduation from high school was. And she said, I'm starting on this day because I know if I start on this day, I'll be feel the healthiest for my recital. I'll feel the healthiest <laughs> for my musical. I feel the healthiest for my thing. So we came to the doctor and said, She's starting on, I don't remember what the date was, but was Monday, the, February 7th. <laughs> and then she said, well, we told him up front, we said, we want to make sure she does these. She goes, well, we'll figure this out for you. And then she came to us, said, that's the date. And then they call us and say, well, how about if you start on Monday, whatever it was, February, February 7th. 7th. Yeah. We're like, we, she already figured that out. So I think, you know, positive attitude, doing what you love to do and continuing with your life, despite going through the ups and downs of the treatment. Um, I think can help you get through in a, in a more favorable fashion. Oh, definitely. That helped me a ton. And I feel like I was very lucky in a sense. Like, I mean, like, obviously you get cancer, like you're not really lucky, but like <laughs> to have parents that like took it so seriously because they know what it's like. And like every person I went to see took me so seriously. They were like, we have to get this, this, this test. Like I remember after I got saw seen, after I was seen <laughs> for the first she time. She's going to college. <laughs> <laughs> after I was seen for the first time, my nurse practitioner set up like six appointments and I was like, is this really necessary? And then like a month later, it was like, oh, doing what I love throughout it all has really like helped me. I'm almost done. I'm like three quarters of the way done. So I just got to keep pushing through. Yeah. And that that is like a big part of just continue your life. Like do the things that you wanted to do and just find anything that'll take your mind off of treatments or just any anything negative. It's just continue on with your life and just keep living. Sharing my experience with Timmy and hearing my parents describe theirs brought into perspective just how different and similar the cancer journey can be for those who have gone through it. 
While we each experience unique circumstances surrounding our health and support systems, events like Survivorship Day can evoke feelings of unity and strength from cancer survivors and their caretakers. When I looked out across the groups of people attending Survivorship Day, I saw more than just individuals with similar backstories surrounding an illness. Instead, I saw survivors who made me feel supported as a young adult having experienced cancer, and I felt encouraged to continue living life one day at a time. Thanks for listening to Life on Pause. Ideas or suggestions for future episodes? Feel free to share them with us. Join us for the next recording on the third Tuesday of the month. Until Until next time. time.